Hello and welcome back. Bienvenidos to ah, a bit of Spain. It's wow. <laughs> Bienvenidos or Nostalgia FC podcast uh, with your hosts, me, Drew. And me, Jorge. Oh, hello. Uh, so you may have guessed already that this, <laughs> this episode is going to be all about Spain. It is, of course, the latest versus greatest series where we take the latest Spanish 11 versus the greatest Spanish 11. And that greatest 11 we are calling the 2008 Spain squad uh, due to the fact that that was the era of dominance and that was the very start of it. So that's why we're calling them the greatest. We could have also obviously gone for 2012, uh, but we have gone for 2008 as our greatest version of the Spanish team. So let's go straight in. Yep. Goalkeeper for the latest. You've got Unai Simon or Unai Simone. I don't know how you say it. Uh, versus no, the great Ika Casillas. Ika Casillas. Ika Casillas. Hands down. Hands this one, down. we should before I said fair before I, before I said the uh, goalkeeper, I should have said this is more than likely going to be all about the Euro 2008 <laughs> Spain team because uh, they were very very good. <laughs> yeah, Ika Casillas. I always remember him being short. Yeah, but I don't actually think he was probably that short. Just no. compared to other keepers, maybe. No, but hell of a goalkeeper. Like, what, obviously, what a player. Real Madrid legend, um, unless you're a Real Madrid president, in which case you probably don't care too much about him because he's a dick. But you can see, yes, absolute legend uh, for Spain and for Real Madrid. And I think Unai Simon is a good goalkeeper, but he's, he's not like CS. He's not like CS. So, no, no. CS. One of the best goalkeepers in the world. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cool. All right. Well, this is interesting because. In this tournament, the right back for Spain wasn't usually their right back. So the latest right back is Cesar Azpilicueta. Uh, okay, yeah. And the greatest, Sergio Ramos, playing right back for Spain in the year 2008. Okay. Um, so uh, Sergio Ramos goes straight in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the best defenders of all time. Uh, even at right back, he's one of the better right backs. Just an unbelievable football player. Real Madrid, again, another Real Madrid legend, unless you ask Florentino Perez, in which case, <laughs> I'm sensing the theme here. Yeah, he's possibly leaving Madrid as well, isn't he? Now? He is, he is leaving. He's gone. Oh God, is he? Yeah, because he realised that the offer they put out had an expiry date, but they didn't tell him. So the offer expired and he was like, okay, I guess I'm going. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Well, yeah, I think for... Azpilicueta is very, very good. I think he's been classed for Chelsea for years. Uh, I actually think he's underrated as a football player. Yeah. I think he's actually very, very good. Um, but he's not Sergio Ramos. He's not Sergio Ramos. No. So Sergio Ramos goes in. Azpilicueta a lot of the time plays as like the third centre-back in the back three though, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. All right. So now we've got the, the latest. I'm Eric Laporte. Ah, that well-known Spanish man. <laughs> this is <laughs> Marchena. 68 appearances for Sevilla, 20 for Benfica, 230 for Valencia, 45 for Villarreal, 44 for Deportivo La Coruña, and one for Corolla Blasters. Right, I'm picking him because he has 69 uh, caps. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just feel as though I can't pick Laporte. He's French. No, 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 no. He's he's Spanish. His full is name he... is Imeric Jean Louis Gerard Alphonse Laporte. How can you get more Spanish than that? 
Are you very? You did it in a French accent. <laughs> I thought you'd, all right. I can't do a Spanish accent, so let's not. Get that <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Laporte's a great player. I don't just... feel sad about him, Eric Laporte. Go on. He is three months younger than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but who lives the better life, Drew? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, yeah, Machina then. I'm going Laporte. I think Laporte is class. <laughs> no, I, th- I think it. I think it is Laporte. If you go in like as a player, I just feel as a like double he agent. He can be a double he agent. Shouldn't be in his Spanish. <laughs> we can do the continuation of the French squad from last episode and just put Laporte in as another French player. God, we didn't get uh, enough French players in the French eleven, so we put one of the Spain eleven as well. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Laporte, into, into context, for those of you who aren't aware, Amérique Laporte made 51 appearances for the French youth teams <laughs> and now has four caps for Spain. <laughs> so do one, France. I mean, I guess, I guess I can't complain too much when a lot of Wales's squad is English. Yeah, yeah. Dan so James, that well-known Welsh Yorkshireman. Yeah, we're Yorkshire? not, we're not one to uh, to judge. So yeah, Laporte then. Laporte. Yeah, I'm out of Laporte, makes it in uh, instead of Marchena. Uh, so then on to the next one. Eric Garcia, newly of Barcelona, formerly of Manchester City, famous for wearing a head guard. This is a player that if he saw a player wearing a head guard, would target them and try and murder them. Carlos Poyol. Well, going to write his name down. <laughs> oh, Carlos Poyol. The only player I've ever seen that spells Carlos with an E. <laughs> I literally spent my whole life thinking that his name was Carlos Poyol. And then I saw it written down. I was like, what? I, I, I always thought it was like with an O. That's weird. Yeah. So I'm going to go and call him Leslie. Leslie Poyol. <laughs> Big Les Poyol. The man who would literally run through a glass wall, not even for a game of football, a game of tennis, as we yeah. know. So one will run through a glass wall with nothing on them, literally nothing apart from a pair of shorts and some tennis shoes. And the other one wears a head guard for football. So I think you're going to have to put Poyol in there. Yeah, I think so, yeah. They're going to stand any chance. Eric Garcia is pretty good. I mean, he's just out of Barcelona, so I imagine he's pretty good. But I think I'm going to have to go for Carles Poyol. Big mm. Les Poyol. Les. <laughs> what, what a... we've got Maurice Keane <laughs> Big Les Les all right next up this one's an interesting one latest Jordi Alba greatest Captavia ooh ooh I'm going uh, Jordi Alba I think I'm going Jordi Alba Captavia was great he was really great and he was good for this Spanish team too. Remember, he had like a sort of like a mullet going on almost. He had like slick black hair with like a sticking out of the bottom. I like Cap de Vier. Um, But I think Jordi Alba has proven that he he's not maybe he's gone off the boil a bit for the past couple of years, but for a, for a time he was the when best he broke when he was. broke on the scene. He was he was yeah. so good, so unbelievable, absolutely rapid, great going forward. Can play in the back three, can play in the back four. I think he's class. Yeah, with you on that one. So Jordi Alba goes in now. Into the midfield. So we have Sergio Busquets versus Marcos Senna. I think 
oh, I do like Marcus Senna. I think Busquets though. Yeah, is it? I think is he's been a servant. If I do that, is Marcus Senna not a F1 driver? No, it I mean, is Marcus Senna. Yeah, it is. Good. Is it Ayrton Senna? Wasn't it? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the difference. Marcos Ayrton, same thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So Senna was class, absolute boss in that anchor in the midfield, just absolutely nailing people all the time and letting the others do their thing. But I do think that Sergio, the student of uh, two midfielders we're going to mention very shortly <laughs> at Barcelona, is one of the best Spain midfielders that there's ever been. Still bossing it now at age 34, I think he is, playing for Spain now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Busquets has got to be... Busquets. I don't think I've ever actually yeah. liked him, but he is a hell no, of a... No, yeah, he's one of those players that if I had a choice between him and anybody else, I wouldn't put him in, but I think actually... For an anchor of a midfield, you can't. He's very good. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. All right. Well, the next two, there's no point even. There's no point even talking about. It. So, Koke, yeah. Koke versus Andreas Iniesta. Andreas Iniesta. Correct. <laughs> so there's one midfielder definitely in the bag. Uh, the other one, uh, Pedri, who actually is amazing, and I love Pedri and. If Liverpool could go ahead and try and sign Pedri, I would love that. Yes, but Drew, he's against Xavi. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk him up all you want. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Xavi, he's a good player. Yeah. So this is the thing now. I genuinely don't think any more Spain players from the current team are getting in now. Um. So if I can think of the the forwards they've been playing now. <laughs> so Xavi, obviously, Xavi and Iniesta, that that duo. Ironically, played with Sergio Busquets. So essentially, what we've done is created the, the midfield for Barcelona yeah. from about five years ago, and a very um, strong midfield. It was, yeah, yeah, they they won many, 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 many trophies under Pep Guardiola. Um, but yeah, I think Xavi and Iniesta again, in like we said with Angola Kante last episode, in any midfields at their peak, they walk straight in, no question. Mm. And Pedri's still young. Yeah, so. I mean Pedri is is great, and I, I've seen a lot of people tipping him to be like the next sort of Iniesta, the way he plays and the fact that he's only little as well. He's, yeah. But yeah, Pedri's great, but he's one for the future rather than uh, yeah, as good as he was right now. So, all right then. So again, the front three. <laughs> Spain didn't really play front three back in the day. So here we go. So we've got Gerard Moreno uh, versus Cesc Fabregas. Uh, Fabregas. Yeah, Cesc Fabregas <laughs> makes it in. <laughs> This I used to, I used to heavy old... even, even when he played for um, both Arsenal and Chelsea, I used to love Fabregas. Yeah. He was so oh, good. Still playing for Monaco. He's, he's actually a very good pundit as well. Very good pundit. <laughs> Does he play the game and then pundit his own game? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, says Fabregas, especially in, in 2008 when he was playing for Arsenal, he was like a relative youngster at that point. Just, yeah. Like some of the passes that Fabregas can play, just unbelievable. You can tell, you could always tell that he was a product of the Barcelona system. Like unbelievable player. All right, so yeah, Fabregas makes it in. Next one, Sarabia from PSG versus David Silva. David Silva. <laughs> David Silva makes it in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he was in both of our Euros uh, teams in the Euro special, so I think it like... wasn't. That was David Villa. I'm talking David Silva. Did you say David Silva? Yeah. Oh, and you well, also still, you also just said back to me David Silva. Yeah, I meant I meant David Villa when I was talking, but yeah, David Silva, hundred percent. Yeah, David Silva. Yeah, it's Man City legend, probably their best ever player. He's getting a statue, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. 
The only reason they picked him over Yaya Torre is because he's significantly smaller. It's much cheaper. To <laughs> <laughs> I think he was a better player. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, David Silva. I mean, all, that Spanish midfield back then and mixed in with some of the players from now, the amount of like through balls and like ticky-tack of football they could play is unbelievable. Yeah. That's why through balls and those kind of FIFAs were so overpowered. Yeah, exactly. Because it was just those players were unbelievable at <laughs> it. All right, so last pick. We've got the great... The great man who I believe may just be in a permanent state of offside in Alvaro Morata mm. versus Fernando Torres. So I believe, oh, I, I can't remember if it you was. Hesitating? You, you, what? No, because no, I'm just trying to think if it was this one or the 2012 one that he won the golden boot. Because I think it was the 2012 one because it was more shocking than it would have been in this one. Yeah. Because he he kept coming off the bench in 2012 and just scoring. Yeah, it was like oh, he's somehow just got the golden boot. But yeah, it's Fernando Torres. Oh yeah, absolutely. Alvaro Morata, maybe. Well, between him and Timo Werner, ironically, both <laughs> played for Chelsea. I won't point any connections there, but you can pick that one up for yourself. Uh, are both perpetually just offside all the time? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there must be in a competition between those two. The secret bet that no one knows about where. They're like, right, let's see who can have the most disallowed goals this season. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Rashford's up there, but he never scores when he's through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so between the two of them, you, yeah, obviously, Fernando Torres, great goal scorer for Spain, unbelievable player in 2008 at the peak of his powers, playing for Liverpool, absolutely bossing it with yeah. his long blonde hair, the Nike total, the Nike total 90s. When did he when did he move to Liverpool? 2007, I think. Seven. So it must have been the 06 World Cup that I was watching, and he was heavily linked with United. I remember this. And then it broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. When after that, whatever competition it was that I was watching, um, he moved to Liverpool. Absolutely yeah. broke my heart. Signed for Liverpool in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been the 06 um World Cup then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Torres, hell of a player. 110 caps for Spain, 38 goals. Not as many as you might think, but yeah, unbelievable player. And in 2008, at the peak of his powers, Morata doesn't even come close. No. <laughs> Not I don't even know when, Morata, when is Morata going to hit the peak of his powers? Uh, when they change the offside rule to allow you to stand <laughs> offside and then he'll be the best no, what is it? of all time. Veng- uh, what's Wenger's offside rule? If well, you, can, you, can, <laughs> you can lean across and have your shoelace onside and then you'll be onside uh, that rule is made for Alvaro Morata I think secretly Arsene Wenger must be related to Morata somehow yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well there you go there's Spain done so let's go back to the Spain team which is pretty much just the 2008 team but there's, there's I think there's one two three. two three three right, one's a so... Frenchman but there's three <laughs> <laughs> right so we've got Ike Casillas in goal Sergio Ramos at right back. I'm Eric Laporte at centre back, co- partnering Carles Puyol with Jordi Alba at left back. We've got Sergio Busquets at CDM with Iniesta and Xavi in front of him, with the front three of Fabregas, David Silva, and Fernando Torres. Damn. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, that's not bad. Just making slight <laughs> improvements to the team of 2008. <laughs> I, I almost feel as though was Busquets there in 2008? He, he Would he have been, been in the squad, squad somewhere? May well have been in the squad. <laughs> yeah. 
madness. Absolute mad. Sorry, yeah, Spain. You're probably not going to win the Euros this year. <laughs> not, not. You never know. They could squeeze past Croatia and then they could get going. They just win five nil. Yes. Who was that against? Slovakia. I mean, winning five nil against anyone in the Euros is good. I guess. Yeah. I think that's the the joint highest score in the Euros actually. Is it? I think so. On a group stage game, I think I may have made that up. Well, uh, gracias for listening again. <laughs> we much, much appreciated. Uh, so that was Spain, our latest versus greatest series. If you'd like to go and check out the other ones, uh, we will take on some other massive countries after this episode. We have a few lined up. Yeah, um, like North Macedonia. <laughs> well, we just picked Goran Panda a lot of times. <laughs> And it has to be because they've never been in it before. Yeah, that's true, Nate. <laughs> that's just latest versus greatest, and then we just name the starting eleven from the first game. <laughs> so thanks again for listening. Remember, if you don't follow us on socials, go ahead and do so. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at the handle at Nostalgia FC Pod. We also have an email address, which is nostalgiafcpod at gmail.com. Yes, it is. So if you want to go over there and follow us, that would be awesome. Go out there, spread the love, tell your friends. Uh, hope you're enjoying this series. We are. We're having a great time recording this series. Uh, so thanks again for listening. Tune in next time uh, where we will take on another huge country. Uh, stick around till after the after credit scene to hear my dad, Chris Roberts, former guest, deliver his favourite ever Euros moment. Thanks again. See you soon. That was Spain's latest versus greatest 11. And what a team it was. And what a team it was. Chris Roberts talking about his favourite uh, Euro football moment. So in 1996, as we know, the Euros were held in uh, in England. Um, we decided to go on holiday to France, to the Vendée area, uh, to a site called Camp in Le Biche. Um, at the time, um, Drew was um, 20, 21 months old, uh, and still obviously they pushed it a lot of the time. So anyway, on the day that uh, England were playing um, Holland, uh, we decided to go watch the game in the uh, on-site bar at the site. To be fair, it was a fantastic, fantastic atmosphere. Uh, there was a number of uh, Dutch people on holiday as well as English people and Welsh people and Scottish people, Irish people. So it was a very good atmosphere, quite an international atmosphere there. Um, the problem was it was quite noisy. Um, Drew fell asleep, so we thought, how can we, how can we watch the game? Um, uh, and obviously look after Drew at the same time. So we came up with a, a, bright, a bright idea that we would then take him outside and put him uh, next to the window, uh, next to the clubhouse. So basically we were able to watch the game, but still keep an eye on Drew. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, this was, um, it made the, uh, the afternoon quite enjoyable. Uh, obviously the beer was flowing. However, we were still in full care of our son. Um, uh, I think the result was England won 4-1, if I remember rightly. 
Um, but a very enjoyable afternoon all the same. It's, uh, there we are. Thank you.